standing for our reading of our scripture this morning found in Philippians. Been looking a little bit at that in Sunday school. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer together. Do we thank you for your word this morning. And dear Lord, with, without you, we're not sure where our hope would be. But dear Lord, you are the one that picks us up. You are the one, dear Lord, that gives us the strength and encouragement in our lives to do your will. Help us this morning, dear Lord, to lay aside the weights of this world. Help us right now, dear Lord, to lay aside all the thoughts that we have upon our heart and our mind today. And help us, dear Lord, just to be centered right now upon you. Help us to feel your power and to know, dear Lord, that we have hope. And that hope comes from you. In your holy and sweetest name we pray. Amen. You be seated. may be seated. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. A couple of weeks ago, Heather sends me scripture every once in a while. And she sent me this scripture, and I told her, I said, honey, when God leads me, I'll have a sermon for that scripture. And this past week, it's always amazing how God just speaks to you. Amen? How God shares a word with you and puts a thought in your heart and your mind and gives you a scripture. So we want to look at that Philippians chapter 4 today and think about it's going to be okay. I believe we need to hear that in society today, right? Can you all say that with me? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. As Christians, I believe that's something that we need to remember in our minds today. And lay aside all of these other things that so easily entangles us. So easily causes us to lose focus of who Christ, who God wants us to be in our hearts and in our lives. Don't you just love those words? Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Paul thought it was so strong that he said, not only rejoice in the Lord always, but again, what? I say rejoice. Sort of like when your parents are getting on you and they say, did you hear me? Are you sure? You heard me? Let me repeat that one more time. Paul says, you need to have that joy in your heart And in your life, some folks say, well, you know, preacher, I want to rejoice. I want to be able to have that as a part of my life every day. How do I have that ability to rejoice? How do I have that ability to know for sure that everything is going to be okay? Now, you know, I love talking about Paul, not just because that's my name, but I like it. The way how Paul shares in the Bible of things that just sort of ring home to us in our everyday lives. Things that help us to be able to see 
where we are and hopefully what? Where we'll be in the future ahead of how we live our lives. Now, you have to look and see when Paul says in the scripture there in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You had to realize, where was Paul? He was in prison, wasn't he? Rejoicing and having that joy in his life. How can that be? Well, Paul wants to share with us today, and I want to share with you as well, sometimes we allow the circumstances of this life for us to be able to say, I'm not able to rejoice. We allow those things to control us. Paul pretty much is saying to us today, you don't have to agree with everything that's going on right now. Praise be to God for that. Amen? You don't have to be a part of all of those things. You don't have to allow those things to be what causes your everyday life and how to be in control of those things. We can always rejoice in the Lord even when we don't want to rejoice in other things. Folks, today I believe as Christians we need to be praying more than we've ever prayed in our life before. More than ever about all of these things that are going on out in the world. And it sort of seems like the old devil's just running rampant, doesn't it? He gets away with one thing and what? We'll try another one. Let's try another one. And as Christians, sometimes folks say, Preacher, how can we as Christians have that smile on our face? How can we say to ourselves, it's going to be okay with all of the things that are going on in the world today, with all of these things that are contrary to the will of God? How can we have those things in our life? Paul says, be centered where you need to be centered, right? Be centered on one thing. You ready for an amen? Get ready. Do your exercise. Do a little stretch. You ready? We have to be centered as Christians in knowing this place is not our home. Amen? Amen. And all of these things of this world that seem so disruptive, and all of these things in this world that seems so contrary to the will of God, one day these two shall pass. Rejoice in the Lord. What? Always. And again, I say rejoice. Not in all the circumstances of your life are you going to rejoice and not all the things that are going on in the world should you rejoice in. But as Christians, we have to be willing to have that faith and have that trust in God and truly believe that God will help us say, it's going to be okay. Why? Because I have God on my side, right? I have the ability of knowing that is where my life is grounded and that is my foundation, that God is there with me. There in verse 5 it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Near. First of all today, I want you to know you have a God that loves you. Do you realize that? A God that truly loves you. The scripture says there, be, let that be evident to everyone. Have you ever seen a, 
A mama with a newborn baby boy or girl. You ever seen a mom with that? They just smile, don't they? Because why? They can look down there and they can see a, a little bit of them in that little baby or in that little boy or girl. And even people that have twins, that mom does what? Looks at both of those babies with the same type of love. I've heard of people having five or six or seven or eight. Bless their hearts, right, first. Amen? Bless their hearts. But I believe that mom looks at each and every one of those babies, what? The same. And loves which baby the most? Loves all of them just the same. Now that's love, isn't it? And one of the things about being a parent is, you know this for sure, is sometimes your kids are going to let, let you down. Sometimes your kids are going to do things that you wish they hadn't. There's going to be times you go, now, you ever use this phrase before? It's okay. Don't say it out loud if you have. It's okay. You can if you want. I taught you better than that. Don't, don't you know better than that? Sometimes your kids are going to do those type of things. That makes you just scratch your head and say, what happened? But you know what's amazing about that is a true mom and dad, even though your kids do things wrong, and even though they sometimes you wonder, where in the world did that come from? Mom, true mom and dad still love their kids, don't they? True mom and dad still, they don't love their actions, don't love their ways. They still love them. Today, folks, I, you can tell that in a child, can't you? You can tell that in a little boy or girl when they're loved. When they have trust, when they have faith in their parent, you can see it in their eyes. You can see how they hug on their moms and their dads and, and how that, that's a special relationship. And one of the things we know is nobody can take that away, can they? That's a relationship between them and their parents. I want you to know today something that should help you to be able to rejoice in the Lord always. And what else? And again, I say rejoice. And let you know it's going to be okay. I want you to know something. Your God loves you that same way, doesn't He? He loves you that same way. A lot of folks say, well, you know, their life's not meant, meant going to uh, turn out to be anything. They're going to fall. They're going to fail. They're not going to be anything. Let me tell you something. God made us all, so we're all made in the image and likeness of God. You've got the greatest father in all the world. Amen? A God that loves you beyond any shadow of a doubt. A God that looks at you and loves you, and a God that looks at me and loves me. A God that doesn't have any special child and says, that's my favorite, or that's my least favorite, or... That's my middle child or whatever that may be. God looks at all of us and says, I love you all the same. And when you hurt, I hurt. When you struggle, I struggle. When you are going through things in your life, I am there with you. Rejoice in the Lord and knowing in every circumstance, no matter what it is. And no matter how bad it may seem. Or how much you're struggling. 
or how much you want to go back to your old ways. Rejoice in knowing something. God loves you all the time. Rejoice in that. As Christians, I think that, you know, honestly to goodness, we should be happier than we are, shouldn't we? We really should. Why? Because you have a God that loves you. A God that is there for you to say it's going to be okay, Paul Mills. It's going to be Because, see, what my problem is, is I can only see in the next little bit. I can only see what's going on what? Right now. I can only think about what's going to happen tomorrow. But I look at a God that knows what? Everything. Wow. And he loves you. Which means he is going to do his very best to help you in all of those things in your life. So first of all, first of all, you have a God that loves you. Next, there in verse 6 it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. You're going to hear a lot of preachers preach on that around Thanksgiving time, ain't you? To have your petitions... And to have your prayers with thanksgiving, present those to God. Is there any time that you're ever anxious? I get anxious from time to time. I'll be sitting at the house and I'll start, you ever do that squirming in the seat thing? And she'll look at me and say, honey, you okay? And I'll say, yeah, I'm fine. You're not acting like you are. No, she don't say it that loud. She says, you're not acting like you are. <laughs> Why do we, we just get anxious, don't we? Because we, 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 don't, we don't know. We don't know what the next thing is. We don't. <laughs> One quick thing. When I was going to my heart, having a heart transplant on that night, everybody kept coming in to me and going, Paul, you just need to calm down. It's going to be okay. Don't, don't, be, don't be squirming around. I was squirming around the bed, you know, and I, it's okay. And I, was, I thought, do what? Lay here and say, okay, come on in here and get me. And I know what you're, you know, and you do that, don't you? You get anxious because you don't know what. You don't know what's about to happen. Well, I want you to know something today. You can rejoice in the Lord in all situations even when you're anxious. Because why? Well, you have a Savior who died for you. Do you realize that? You can rejoice in the Lord always because you have a Savior who did gave the ultimate sacrifice. He gave His life for you. You ever had anybody ever come up to you and go, if you need anything, just let me know. I've heard that a lot. I almost said it this morning. I said, now, remember, you're going to preach on that today. Don't say that. <laughs> because you tell somebody, what do you say? If you need anything in the world, you let me know. Tell me how many people you know you can call up and say, well, I, I figured out what I need. And you say to them, they say, what do you need? Whatever it is, whatever. Well, I, I've decided I need you to give your life for me. Boy, it went quiet in here, didn't it? It'd be hard to find a taker, wouldn't it? 
be hard to find in all those people that said over and over again, whatever you need, you let me know. I want you to know something, something that you should rejoice in. You have a Savior that says, yes, I will. Yes, I will. I will. Remember, you're a child of God that you are as, you mean as much to him as anybody else in the whole wide world. You have a Savior that says, I am willing to die for you. I am willing to give my last drop of blood for you. I am willing on my last beat of my heart that you are the person that I am thinking about for you. Today, rejoice in the Lord always in knowing something. If you have a Savior that would die upon an old rugged cross for you, He will do anything in the world for you. Amen? Because He says to you, it's going to be okay. Rejoice in knowing that that is there. Rejoice in knowing that He loves you and that He died for you. Also, we know there in verse 7, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. A promise for God to be with us always. Now, don't raise your hands because the reason you have these is so people won't come to your house. But there's a whole lot of people that have security cameras, aren't they? See, Beth got one of them security cameras. Paul Mills got one of them security cameras. There are a few around the house. Security cameras are, you know, nice to have. You want to know who's around. You want to know what's what's going on. Well, I told you when I came back and Sheila went to work for the first time, Sheila keeps asking all the time, honey, why is our batteries going dead on our security cameras? And I keep saying, well, honey, you're checking in on me all the time. See if I'm still, you know, you can't let them run all the time. You got you to gotta turn them off every once in a while. But she was, she was always checking on me. Because you, you want to guard your house, right? You want to check what's going on. You want to see what's taking place. Because you want to have what? What's that word? Safety. Security. You want that. But I, you know what's amazing about ours? Every once in a while, we'll leave the house. We can't get them to work. Batteries run out on them. You know, they're not. Wi-Fi goes away. They're done. They're overdone with. You know, you just, just don't have them. You know, they're, some, they're just not very dependable sometimes. But you know how I know it's going to be okay? And you know how I know that I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always? And again, what? I say rejoice. Because the scripture says that he is going to what? Will guard you. That means that he's what? Watching over you all the time. Watching over you all the time. And he is your line of defense from all of these other things out in the world today. He is your line of defense. He's going to guard you. He's going to be the one that's there for you. He's going to take care of you. Folks, that should make you rejoice, shouldn't it? And knowing that you are not alone, that you are okay. Many of you heard me tell you before, when my dad passed away, I, I decided that mom was going to come and live with me and Sheila. And 
already was starting to make the plans and already told Sheila, I said, honey, we're going to have to make this room open so she can go in there and so on and so forth and get everything worked out. I had everything done and I looked at mom and I said, mom, you're coming to live with us. And her little four foot 11 self looked at me and said, no, I ain't. And I said, well, mom, you, you need to come live with us because I don't want you living by yourself. I, I'll be scared. And Sheila says, yes, Mama, come and live with. I figured if she turned me down, there's no way she'd turn Sheila down. Cause... And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, Mommy, you're all by yourself. And I'll never, ever, ever forget these words. I'm not by myself. I'm not by myself. Who's there? She didn't have a dog. She didn't have a cat. She didn't have anything else. She didn't have a pet. All she had was God. And she knew something. God would, what? Guard her. God would take care of her. Today, rejoice in that today, folks. You need to do that. Rejoice in knowing that you are not alone and you have God watching all around about you. And he is taking care of you. Here's Paul in the prison. Bless his heart. He was there a lot, wasn't he? And you hear a whole lot of sermons about that. Here's Paul in the prison saying, Rejoice in the Lord. Folks, today I don't know what praise. Well, first of all, you've heard me say this before, but I think you can say amen to this again. Praise be to God, you're not in prison today. Amen? Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. But sometimes you have your own prison, don't you? Maybe you're dealing with something today. Maybe it's just something that's messy and you just don't want to talk about it. You don't want to share it with anybody else. You're afraid about what people would think or how people would react or how what would have to happen for that to change. I want you to know something. Your God's heard everything. There is nothing you could say to God today that's going to surprise him. He already knows, first of all, he just wants to hear from you what's going on in your life. And you say, well, preacher, it's too big, it's too, too major. Well, you know what? One thing you should rejoice in the Lord about today is you're still here. Amen? And you've been through some things in your life before. You know you have. You, you've seen some dark patches You've been through some struggles before in times when you thought, boy, I'm not going to make it through this one. This is the end of it. I'm not going to, there's not going to be a tomorrow. There may not be another hour. But you know what? By the grace of God, you made it through, didn't you? And you was able to praise the Lord. Don't forget that. But we do that a lot, don't we? We forget how good God's been to us before. And he can do it what? Again. Today, whatever you're facing is not too big for God. It may be too big for you, but it's not too big for God. And you have a God that what? Loves you. A God that what? Died upon a cross for you. And a God that's all around you and guarding you and taking care of you. You have that God today. Here's the, here's the situation. Are you ready for it? You can have all that joy right now. You can rejoice in the Lord right now or you can put it off again. 
You can go back home the same way you got here. You can go to wherever you're going to eat lunch at today or talk to somebody, and you can say, well, that preacher, I don't know what he preached about. I, I don't know. I, boy, I got a good nap in, though. It was good. <laughs> but I don't know what he talked about. I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know what that was. Well, that's okay. That's your fault. Because God's going to speak to who? To you. So today, folks, whatever you're struggling with, whatever's going on in your life today, Whatever that is, you have a God that's big enough to make you and help you to rejoice. Are you willing to receive that rejoice today? I hope so. Listen to it this morning as we have a closing song.